Hello, this is Ayush from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It's Wednesday, October 7th and India detected 72,000 cases of COVID-19 today. 986 deaths due to the infection were reported in the last 24 hours. This takes the country's tally to 67.5 lakh, including 9 lakh active cases and 1.04 lakh deaths. Earlier this week, the Union Health Ministry had said that nearly 50% of the deaths due to COVID-19 in India were concentrated in 25 districts in eight states. Of this, 15 districts were in Maharashtra. Addressing the press, Union Health Ministry Secretary said that India had the highest number of recoveries from the disease at over 56 lakh and has also conducted the second highest number of tests at 8.1 crore. He added that active COVID-19 cases have been below 10 lakh for the last two weeks, while the recovery rate has improved to 84%. 10 states, including Maharashtra, Karnataka, Kerala, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, and Uttar Pradesh, account for 77% of the active cases in the country. Globally, over 35.7 million people have been infected with the disease, while more than 1 million have succumbed. More than 24 million people have recovered from COVID-19. The Indian Express reported today that about 54% of students who sought admissions in Chandigarh government schools are those who have shifted from private schools to the government schools. The Union Territory's Education Department said that this was due to the financial crunch faced by parents of students attending private schools. These Chandigarh students who shifted have sought admissions to classes 1 to 8 in government schools. Officials said that the admissions took place in August and September this year through online mode. According to the data by the Education Department, Of the nearly 9,200 students who took admissions in the last two months, as many as 5,000 are students who have shifted from private schools of the Union Territory. Disposing petitions in connection with the Shaheen Bagh sit-in protest, the Supreme Court today said that public spaces cannot be occupied indefinitely and protests must be allowed only in designated areas. The Apex Court observed that it is the duty of the administration to remove such road blockades. It said that no action by administration prompted the court's intervention in the matter. A bench comprising Justices S.K. Kaul, Krishna Murari and Rishikesh Roy said that dissent and democracy go hand in hand, but protests must be carried out in designated areas and such kind of occupation of public places for protests is not acceptable. On September 21st, the bench reserved its verdict after observing that the right to protest has to be balanced with the right of the people to use a public road. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said that though right to protest is a fundamental right, it is subject to reasonable restrictions. On March 23rd, the Shahinbagh sit-in protest against the citizenship law was cleared by Delhi police after curbs were imposed on assembly and movement of people in wake of the coronavirus pandemic. The protest had been on for more than 100 days and at least 300 women were at the forefront of it. Union Minister Nityanand Rai said today that the riots in Delhi this year were a big conspiracy to disturb the country, but security forces like the Rapid Action Force or the RAF played an important role in suppressing the elements that spread anarchy. The Minister of State for Home was addressing RAF troops on the occasion of the force's 28th anniversary or raising day at the Central Reserve Police Force Camp. The RAF is a special anti-riot wing of the CRPF and was raised in 1992. The minister added that RAF personnel had completely defeated the nefarious designs of the rioters. CRPF Director General A.P. Maheshwari also addressed his troops and said security forces and special units like the RAF 
now have a new challenge in the form of fake and inciting messages spread through social media. The RAF, with over 15,000 personnel in various parts of the country, was deployed during the communal violence that broke out in Northeast Delhi in February, killing 53 people and injuring about 200. Delhi police has filed multiple charge sheets before a Delhi court in riot-related cases. News Laundry has been reporting on the Delhi police's probe into the Delhi riots. We have done three ground reports demonstrating that the riots probe has been shallow, misdirected, and even fabricated to target Muslims. Our last report was titled, In Shahid Alam's Murder, Witnesses Cry Fabrication by Police. It was the third report in an NLCNA series on the Delhi police's investigation into the riots. NLCNA projects in News Laundry are funded entirely by our readers. You can also check out the previous reports by Basant and I on the murder of Maruf Ali, where the police investigation contained similar glaring shortcomings. If you like the work we do and want to read more investigative journalism, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our website, newslaundry.com. A cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. A 41-year-old Delhi-based journalist working with Malayalam news outlets and three others were booked today under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, or the UAPA, and charged with sedition for their alleged links with the Popular Front of India, or PFI, and its students' organization, the Campus Front of India, or CFI. They were detained by the Uttar Pradesh police on Monday afternoon from a toll plaza in Mathura while they were on their way to Hathras to meet the kin of the deceased Dalit woman who was brutally assaulted and allegedly gang-raped by four upper-caste men last month. The journalist was identified as Siddiqui Kapan, secretary of the Kerala Union of Working Journalists, who writes for Malayalam news outlets. He's currently in preventive custody of Mathura police. Apart from Kapan, CFI office bearers Atikur Rahman and Masood Ahmed have been detained along with another person identified as Alam. The UAP is primarily an anti-terror law aimed at, as it says, more effective prevention of certain unlawful activities of individuals and associations and for dealing with terrorist activities. While Kapan hails from Kerala and has been living in Delhi's Nizamuddin area for years, Rahman is from Muzaffarnagar, Ahmed from Bahraich, and Alam from Rampur. Mathura police claim to have seized material from laptops, phones, as well as literature related to protest, which it claims could have impacted law and order in the area. Meanwhile, the Delhi unit of a Kerala journalist body has written a letter to Prime Minister Narendra Modi and UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath on Kappan's detention, calling it as a breach of constitutional values. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences today awarded the 2020 Nobel Prize in Chemistry to Emmanuel Carpentier, and Jennifer A. Dudna for development of a method for genome editing. In a statement, the Academy said that Carpentier and Dudna have discovered one of gene technology's sharpest tools, the CRISPR-Cas9 genetic scissors. Using these, it said, researchers can change the DNA of animals, plants, and microorganisms with extremely high precision. The statement added that the technology has had a revolutionary impact on the life sciences and is contributing to new cancer therapies and may make the dream of curing inherited disease come true. Carpentier, who is French, and Dudna, an American, became the sixth and seventh women to win a Nobel Prize for Chemistry, joining the likes of Marie Curie and Frances Arnold. The prestigious award comes with a gold medal and a prize money of 10 million krona, which is more than $1 million. The Bombay High Court today granted bail to actor Ria Chakraborty in an alleged drugs case related to the death of Sushant Singh Rajput. 
while Ria was granted bail on a personal bond of 1 lakh rupees, the High Court rejected the plea of her brother Shoaik and alleged drug peddler Abdul Basi Parihar. Justice Sarang V. Kotwal, who passed the order, said that Ria is not part of the chain of drug dealers and she did not forward the drugs allegedly procured by her to somebody else to earn monetary or other benefits. Since she has no criminal antecedents, these are reasonable grounds for believing that she is not likely to commit any offence while on bail. Justice Kotwal also disagreed with NCB's argument that celebrities and role models should be treated harshly so that it sets an example for the young generation and they do not get encouraged to commit such offences. On rejecting Shoek's plea, the court noted that the applicant not only knew many drug dealers, but was also in touch with them and was actually transacting with them. Ria was arrested by the NCP on September 8th on charges of being part of a drug syndicate operating in Mumbai. Her brother Shovik was arrested on September 4th. Her bail plea was rejected by the special court, following which she has filed an appeal before the Bombay High Court. Since her arrest, Ria has been in Baikola jail cell. Back to the homegrown stuff from newsdaundry.com. This week on NL Hafta, Newsdaundry's Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey, Mehraj Loan, and Raman Kirpal are joined by Nisha Susan, journalist, author, and founder of The Lady's Finger. The panel discussed the Hathras rape case, Babri Masjid demolition verdict, the US presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, among other things. Abhinandan and Nisha compare the forced burning of the Dalit girl from Hathras by the police to the story of Bhagat Singh, where authorities had been scared to return his body to his family for fear of backlash. Clearly, the government now is afraid because for them to do this and not allow the cremation to happen or give the body back to the family, I mean, and for uh, the yogi government to go to that length on this yeah. demonstrates a kind of, uh, they, they, they are scared. I mean, there is some fear of the reprisal that this may lead to. I mean, it, I was listening to you say that this thing about finding the body of the victim uh, a, a source of danger, like Che Guevara's body or Bhagat Singh's body. And that's a really interesting comparison. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.